It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone in the red seats of Little Caesars Arena as the Utah Jazz defeat the Detroit Pistons tonight in overtime by the final score of 98-95. to And what I think is important about this win, just that it's very different than the way the Jazz have been playing and the way they've been winning or not winning games recently. They fought through some adversity. They had some moments where it felt like the game was getting away. They showed some resiliency. They had a fabulous 10-1 run to force overtime and then really came out and hit them early in overtime. Well, obviously that 10-0 or 10-1 run was, was the, the big plays of the ball game because they had just uh, the Pistons had just gone on, on a run of their own and the Jazz answered and gave themselves a chance to win the basketball game. And again, the some big shots that was made. Just think back to a few games ago uh, against New York, uh, maybe Atlanta, but more in New York where the Jazz missed some big shots and gave themselves a chance to win tonight. They made a couple of them and get, and obviously they end up winning the ball game. The big, sh- the big play in regulation is the inbound pass down two with about eight seconds left, and they get Joe Ingles for a layup on an inbound pass under the basket. It's really unheard of. And that was very surprising, and and I don't know if I explained the play enough, though, but Donovan Mitchell came off the screen first, but he makes a 360. But in the meantime, while Donovan Mitchell is making a 360 to come back off of that screen, Joe Ingles is cutting to the basket, and he gets the layup. You never want to see that. That that probably should never happen. You should never get a layup like that. But you know, it did. Jazz. They they end up getting it done. They get that. Then the first of two great defensive plays by Rudy Gobert as he comes out and alters the shot of Luke Kennard, who I had his feet set. I mean, it was a. I think my call of it was his feet are set. Like in other words, to me that means he's got to look. He's in his shooting rhythm. And Rudy came out and flew at him and did a nice job uh, altering that shot because Andre Drummond set a massive pick on whoever, and I couldn't see who it was anymore, on who Luke Kennard was guarding Luke Kennard. You know, it, it, Drummond sets a very strong, wide pick. So, it, you know, shooters would love to run off screens like that from a player like that. But Kennard having to adjust his shot um, really makes a difference. And, you know, when you have a guy running at you, if you don't practice those things, sometimes you sometimes uh, someone running at you and getting up in there will bother you. You want to rush it or you want to change it, like I, I thought Harris did in in the, on that last shot because Rudy Gobert was running at him and he went off one leg and he got very very high up in the air and that forced uh, Harris to alter that shot a little bit and he ended up missing it. So it really makes a difference. That's the second defensive play by Gobert tonight is the one Ron's just talking about there. The Jazz 98-95. They made some mistakes late. Rudy dropped a rebound really is what it comes down to. And a a three for Tobias Harris was a great look. Rudy's guys had nothing to do with it. I mean, this was just a pure astute play keeping an eye on what's going on. And in the first one, he comes out because Andre Drummond picks who he's guarding, picks his man, and he reads it correctly. Right. This one, he's just paying attention to the circumstances, understands that down three they have to shoot a three, and flies out to the shooter, leaving someone under the rim, but he doesn't care. It's a really smart basketball play. It, it was, and, and you're glad to see that. I'm, I'm sure Quinn Snyder is going to compliment him for that because, you know, in practice he talks to Rudy about those just those little detailed things right there. Now, I wasn't really sure who set the screen on Joe on the weak side of the of the play. 
uh, that caused him to be trailing Harris, behind running behind Harris, and, and uh, that gave forced Rudy to, okay, recognize what was going on, get over there and challenge the shot. But whatever the case, uh, it was it was Joe Ingles' man that Joe Ingles ended up having to trail to uh, try to defend the play on the, on the strong side. Some really big plays in overtime, namely the first two are Joe Ingles' three-point shots that put the Jazz up by six. Now, he had two of them then yes, in, the, back, in overtime. Back, yes. yes, and that that was just The first two field here. goals. And, and that's what I'm talking about. That They made big shots in this ball game, whereas, you know, in some previous games that we've had, and I go back to that New York game. Uh, we had three, I think, in about the span of about 10 seconds, and, and neither one of them was able to fall. One, and then the next three comes from Donovan Mitchell, who was not having a good night tonight. Donovan was 6 of 20, started the night 4 of 8, was 2 of 12 in the second half, really just had a hard time getting to the basket, didn't have his lift on one or two, struggled finish around the rim, turned it over another five times. He's got 20 turnovers in the last four games. Um, so there's a, you know, there's a lot on his shoulders and a lot going on. And that's what I think is also interesting about this game is they Quinn had to pull the ball out of Donovan's hand. He had such a tough time. Uh, Andre Drummond had stripped him on a play. He, he really got himself in trouble and turned it over. And so he turned the ball game kind of over to Ingles a little bit as the point guard late in the game. Rubio as well, and and those guys were the guys that made the plays late for the Jazz. Well, and just think now, the next ball game the Jazz play against the, the Detroit Pistons, I think they come to Utah in, in March. Donovan Mitchell will know how big and 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 how uh, Drummond recovers very well to block shots. I mean, he drove to the basket a couple of times. He thought he was absolutely just free for a layup, and all of a sudden he gets his shot blocked. I mean, this is the things you learn. Uh, and, and you'll be able to watch film. He'll be ready the next time they play the Pistons. He also played 43 minutes. Uh, which is young enough to do it. <laughs> Listen to the old guy. Listen to the old guy. Just give me that 43 Not minutes, giving him so. anything. Not giving. All right, Ricky Ruby deserves some credit. He had a really miserable night the other night. It's, frankly, his open of the game was tough to overcome for the team. And he comes out tonight. He goes 4 of 8, but more importantly, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, and he got blasted. Cut up pretty badly and came back into the game to make the key plays. Nice to see that kind of toughness. Well, he, he's always going to get. He's always going to play hard. I mean, he has a pace, a temple out there that that I don't think he knows how to play, but one way. And and he's always disrupting things. But I think the great thing he's doing now is is, is, is starting to rebound. This is the second double double this year. Third, I think. Third double double where he's had ten rebound, ten or more rebounds, and he's getting him. Uh, just by being around inside the free throw line, that type of thing, anticipating where the ball's going to come off the rim and getting those rebounds to the point where he can, can, can go get them. He's just not standing around waiting for someone else to get the rebound to get him the basketball, which is what I'm saying. Andre Drummond was awesome tonight. 30 points, 24 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 5 blocks. Awesome. Totally awesome. Yeah, 11 for 17 from the field. He's just huge. And I know Rudy's probably thinking, I'm glad this game is over with. This dude is just big. You know, he's six foot eleven. Rudy's taller, but he is 285 pounds, and that is, uh, you know, that wears on you. The longer you play the ball game, that weight and that strength is going to wear on you toward the end of the ball game. Rudy's only 245, which and- makes Rudy's two defensive plays maybe even more impressive. Absolutely. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. 
multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. So the Jazz win in overtime tonight. Final score, 98-95. They're asking us what we think of the new arena here. Uh, it, I love it. I like it. It's just huge. It's just too big. As we mentioned during the air, this is the second largest arena in the, in the league right now. The largest is the United Center in, in Chicago. But well, there's it, probably 22,000 people that are willing to come watch hockey. And if you think about the Jazz new arena and how uh, the lower bowl seats you go underneath to an all-exclusive um, area where you can go eat and all that kind of stuff. This, it has that same flavor to it. Did not get a chance to go out on the concourse to see what kind of venues they have, but just in here, this is this is That huge. back area is pretty cool. Yes, it and is. And now you look like you're going after Matt Harpering's record. Well, I thought I'd bring you one. Oh, that's nice, you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jazz win tonight in overtime. Have a talking good night. About cookies. We're talking about cookies. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.